I'll start off with that's a really good team. They do a good job, and um, obviously the culture that they've developed as winners and what they did last uh, year and the carryover from from uh, from just the mentality standpoint. Uh, it breeds winning and it breeds comp competing at a level that you expect to win. And so I thought they did that, got off to a good start, and uh, we had a rough start. But our guys fought back and made some plays, and the tides had turned, and, and momentum was on our side. And I thought we played well, trying to uh, trying to extend that run as long as we possibly could. And then um, you know once we cut it down to ten, with I think it was around eight minutes left, we went bang bang two pick sixes, gave up four points, and then. Uh, it was hard for us to recover from that, and, and uh, you know, one of them at least was in a set situation. So, you know, we were in full control of what should have happened there, and that shouldn't happen. But I give the guys a lot of credit for that uh, and how they fought back. And emotionally, I thought we did a good job for the most part, especially a couple guys out there controlling emotions. Um, we've had it. We've had at times when things go bad, they tend to get worse uh, at some point, and we we had some guys that acted in a way um, that would that would not allow that to happen um, today. So I was glad to see growth in that area. But uh, they have a good team. I don't think that's a secret. Uh, they switched a lot of stuff early. Um, we didn't attack as much early. We did more in the second half. We got to the free throw line, so that was encouraging. There were some good things for us. There's no doubt about that. But uh, they have a good team, and, and, and they were better than us. Lamonta decided to go with the small lineup to start, you know, keep the, the centers on the benches. What led to that thinking? And was it just Janai dominating inside early that said, okay, we've got to switch that back up? No. Um, you know, honestly, the first one of the first times that they threw it to him, Hayden did a good job in the post and we ended up getting a, a turnover. And so um, it, it wasn't just that. Hayden got in foul trouble um, again. One was an offensive foul, and so uh, that was part of it that dictated us making a change. I knew we were going to do, we were going to play big also, um, but I did want to start. I thought from an offensive standpoint, it might allow us to do some things. Um, having a smaller lineup, um, it did. It did maybe make them switch one through five. We had some advantages, I thought, at times. You know, Hayden's offensive foul that I spoke of, they had switched, and it was a guard on him, and he put his head down trying to get to the rim. And you know the guy took a charge on him. So uh, versus maybe moving the ball, diving to the basket, and then you know taking advantage of your size advantage around the basket. But uh, he was trying to be aggressive, that's for sure. Um, but I, I think it came down to we did want to start that way to try to try to open some things up offensively. Um, they countered that with switching a lot of things, um, and then we we weren't as aggressive. Uh, and we weren't as, as we weren't as smart with our aggression to take advantage of some of those things early. It seemed like there were some times in the first half you guys could a little bit more just to get a shot to fall and obviously the second half you weren't able to kind of get over that. They couldn't get over that. What does this team need to do to be able to continue to maybe get over those humps and get to a point where it's closer at the end of these games? Yeah, there's a lot of things. I mean, one is, uh, uh, you know, make some shots here and there. As I look at that, Hayden Brown had a wide open three. Zach had two wide open threes. I mean, these are wide open shots. Um, and that's not to be critical of those guys. I just think those are facts. And we had, a, we had some situations that, so when we talk about how a run turns into what it is, right? Um, certainly there's some mistakes that you made. Uh, there's some difference in athleticism, length, size, talent, whatever you might have in those situations. But then there's also breakdowns that they have that you don't take advantage of. Um, 
And so I, I think that's one thing is, is being able to take advantage of good opportunities that are right there in front of our face, generating offense in some different ways. Like we were able to get to the free throw line more today. We got, we offensive rebounded today. That's been a, a mystery to me some days how uh, one day we'll, you know, we got 12 offense rebounds today. Other games we'll have, you know, between our bigs, five or three rebounds together. I think in the Texas A&M game, I think at the five spot, we had three total rebounds between those guys. Um, so trying to figure out how we can do that more consistently, but generate points in another way. I, I think that's a, I think that's part of it. And then responding in a way when they'd make a run, they made a run and got up. Okay. We all got off to another bad start. They make a run and go up. Well, can you then push a little bit forwards at the end? We had cut it. Chico made a free throw to cut it, I think down to eight with uh, three minutes and something to go. And at that point, then can you make any sort of push to make it be six? play even even and it's eight going into halftime uh, instead it was 17 so now you come in and out of halftime at 17 and what it, how, how confident are you really for a team full of guys that have never achieved honestly in the roles that they're in right now how confident would they really be on the inside we work on that I say some things to give them some confidence to show them where we can attack and things that we can do from a basketball perspective and keep trying to keep your energy and your positivity up because uh, that stuff affects your effort your effort affects how well you play and so constantly trying to do those things. But uh, uh, I think some of it is just uh, is being consistent, doing things consistently. We, 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 we haven't done things consistently. We'll have small stretches in some games, a decent amount of stretches in other games, and then uh, no stretches in some games of doing the things that we want to do. Uh, well, Mont, you were just touching on this a little bit, talking about getting to the free throw line. Uh, both Hayden and Gigi were talking about how they were in sync trying to get downhill today, you know, trying to get to the line, playing aggressive. Seems like, you know, the team did better at that in the second half. Just was that a point of emphasis for you, I guess, in practice coming into this? And where do you see the development, uh, you know, from that standpoint? Yeah, it was. And it, I mean, it has been for it has been, you know, for most of the year. Uh, I just I think if that's if that's one of the options that you're eliminating from your offensive package is attacking off the dribble or getting to the free throw line. Well, you better have a lot of plays that are going to get wide open shots if you're not going to be able to do that. Or if you if you if feeding the post and scoring around the basket is something we haven't performed in that area either. So now if you don't score around the basket in post feed situations, you don't attack the rim off the dribble very consistently or generate points from the free throw line. Well, now you are relegated to being a jump shooting team. Um, and at, while we're doing that, at, at any particular time, one guy out there doesn't shoot jump shots at all, sometimes more than that. And so that's a, that's a tough road to hoe. And um, so it was a point of emphasis. Those guys have been working on it. And now I want to continue to do it. I don't want to back off because Hayden had a couple offensive fouls. Gigi had an all. I told him he had a couple free offensive fouls. Gigi, I want him to get a couple offensive fouls. He's too good of an athlete. He can change and shift his body in ways where he can avoid those most of the time. So, uh, But I want him putting himself in situations where he's attacking the rim. Coach, with Gigi, you know, having a career high tonight with the 30, I mean, what kind of development have you seen from him, either mentally or physically, from you know last time you guys played a ranked team and he goes 0 for 8 you know, to, yeah. to come out and, and do what he did? I think it's more mental and emotional than anything. I, I think just as a young person, and there's a lot of pressure on him. And you've got to imagine every single time we play the other team, 
they're always going to say something about who they perceive as your best player, right? The bench is going to be on, the fans are going to be on you, but then you got a guy that's got his story and all the things, the decommitment for North Carolina, you're number one in the class, all these things, you're going to hear it a crazy amount of that every game. So to respond to that at, as a guy that just turned 18 years old is not easy. Probably if any of us in any aspect of our lives were receiving that sort of criticism at something that we thought we were good at and then we're not performing well that day, I don't know how we would respond the next day, let alone the next minute worth of playing. So I just want to say that to acknowledge the challenge that's out there for this guy on a day-to-day, possession-by-possession basis. So I think his growth was in how he responded. I mentioned it after the game. I didn't even talk about anything that had to do with how many points he scored. But his how he responded, I heard his voice in huddles in a positive way. He was, he was very active. Our, our overall uh, energy level goes as his does. That's just who he is. He's a dynamic person, a dynamic personality. Um, and I think as a general rule, how if he's on, if he's high in the energy category, it'd be very difficult for our team not to have a high level of energy. And he's doing that consistently. Um, and so I thought that's where it was. I thought it was less, you know, of course he put the, it, it manifested itself in, you know, a couple made shots. The, he drives to the basket. He's going to the offensive glass more effectively, even though he got maybe three of them. But a couple times that he didn't get it, he went and he, and he didn't hang his head as if that wasn't worth my effort to go in there and not get it. It was like fiddlesticks. I'll get the next one. And he would run back. So that's who we need. That's who he has to be. That's who he's going to be one day. One day, he's going to be that guy. One day, I don't know when it'll be. One day, he's going to be a dude like that. I'm telling you, he's intelligent. He has a lot of abilities that way. Uh, he thinks the game really well. And so, but uh, it's, a, it's a difficult situation just because he is young and trying to get to that on a consistent basis. So hopefully, this helps catapult him forward, not as a shot maker, not as a guy that just, but just as a guy that handled the situation very well. Coach, Josh Gray had a really good performance today on the glass. He grabbed eight rebounds in just 21 minutes of action. Was there anything that you saw out there on the court that really led to this kind of outing from him? And how much different is this team when Josh Gray or BVB or anyone in the front court is having that kind of performance on the glass? Yeah, good question. Um, He was in position. At times, you know, when we get the ball in certain spots, we, we have a thing we call spots, actually. And you're supposed to go to these particular areas. Josh did a good job getting there. We did a good job of getting the ball in places where spots was a thing because um, we're more likely to rebound in those. And his energy was good. I mean, he was active, and, and, and maybe one or two of them bounced his way. Um, we're much better. We're significantly better when we can when we can do that. It gives guys confidence to attack the rim and confidence to shoot shots and knowing that we have a good chance to get those things back, get extra possessions that way. Um, so the, the, here's the real challenge in the question is why? How do we figure out what that look? How, why? What it looks like when it's something like you know shooting? I know today I might be really good, and then tomorrow I might be really bad. I'll tell you what I'm still trying to do is make every single shot. Uh, there's not a lot of control over those. Rebounding, there's a little, there's there's a small component to that because the ball, you may be on the left side, it bounces to the right side. But what, why are some games such, we're so effective rebounding and some games we're not? A guy like Oscar Shibwe, for example, right? I, that's not his, that's not what he does, right? It's consistently good rebounding. Some days he may score more, some days he doesn't score as much. Not too many days where that guy's not all over the glass, right? So trying to figure out what that is that allows us to be effective that way.
you were down, I think, 26 there at one point, and it kind of felt like it maybe was going to trend toward those last two Saturday home games. You got it back to 10. What was different today there? Was there a message in the huddle at that point, or was it just you played better today than you had those last couple home games? I, I think it was both. I think there was a message, right? I, I, I did challenge the guys about that, just about, about what, what we were building here. Here's a news flash for anyone that's listening. We're building. We're building here. And so that means improving at, at things. Uh, and, and hopefully improving on a consistent basis. But before you can do that on a consistent basis, you have to do it once. And then maybe you don't do it the next time, and then you do it two days in a row. So that's what we're, that's what we're trying to do is, is uh, consistently build. And so um, uh, I think just the message was, okay, let's move forward. Let's control our emotions, our attitudes. Let's not hang our heads. Let's play. It's a lot of game, bud. There are a lot of possessions in this game. Uh, and you have way more control over what happens in the rest of this game than I do. I'm going to push a couple buttons here or there. And you know, you have the ability to play. And so we did. We challenged them on that. And I think it, a lot of it did. It, 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 was, it was a byproduct of us hanging in there. We've, we've showed some signs again. Once it starts going down, you've been there. It goes down. I mean, really down. And we didn't do that. And then we had a couple things that went our way at the same time. We switched over to the zone. That was effective. We did a good job in a 13 in our, in our zone. Um, and then we made a couple baskets. And then we got happy, right? And, and so, honestly, we played better because we were happy. Don't you play better when you're happy? We played better because we were happy. Well, you have to learn how to be happy because you're trying hard, because you're following the rules, because you're, you're working and out there with your teammates, your friends, your boys, your brothers, your family. You're, you have to have joy in that. And when you do, you'll find ways to play well eventually, right? And so uh, uh, I thought we did a good job. I thought really it came down specifically to that. Maybe one or two baskets went in that, kept us, that got us going. But once we started playing and we felt really good about what we were doing, you know, guys played well. You mentioned the slow starts. <clears throat> you guys have had four home games this month. You've never led in, in any of them. So you're, you're constantly playing from behind. When that happens and you fall behind by a double digits early, do you, from a coaching standpoint, do you just toss the game plan and have to kind of remake things during the, the process of the game? Uh, a good question. Because you contemplate it, that's a fact. You contemplate it. Not early, but as you see some things happening that have been happening, okay, we're doing that again. We have, we've shut down on that. We stopped chasing really hard because we were 0 for our last five threes and have two turnovers that are pick sixes, okay? So we've stopped working how we want to on defense. And do I go to plan B? You, of course you, you do that. You have to consider that. Um, and so uh, while my, my overall answer is no, certainly there are some things that, that you try to figure out right? Uh, you play a Texas A&M team that's doing this defensively, or uh, you play this team that's switching a lot of different things, okay? Here was the plan. We knew they would be switching. Here was our plan while we're switching. We're not doing that. For whatever reason, I snap my fingers. I throw a little dust on the whole thing at timeout. I do a song and dance. It doesn't change. So at some point, you have to contemplate if, okay, we were doing these things. This was the plan. We got to go to this because I know this will generate movement. That, that was one of the things specifically was that we weren't moving enough. I'm making a cut. I start off making a cut. I was 
I'm used to being open there. I'm not open because you switch. Well, you stop cutting. So we did push a couple buttons that forced movement. They, it, it generated movement for us. It wasn't what I wanted to run when we came in here. I didn't think we needed to, but it generated some movement. And then kind of it got together at that point. But, but certainly you have to consider what the next move is um, to give yourself the best chance to win the game.